Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hi, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Today is going to be a solo episode and I'm going to be sharing with you three strategies on how to keep criticism from killing your dreams. I have so much to say about this topic because I think that so often we let the opinions of other people dictate what we do and what we don't do and it can often change the entire trajectory or course of our life. It can keep us living really small and it can lead us to living a life full of regret because we end up tending to everyone else's frameworks and wishes and wants and thoughts about us as opposed to living a life that is authentically true to ourselves. So I can't wait to get into all of this and so much more with you. And you guys know the drill. If you have been enjoying this show, if you are getting value from this show, even if you are new to this podcast and you haven't listened to the Boston Hills podcast before and you enjoy this episode, then please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I cannot tell you how much that really does help the podcast to grow and ensure that we are reaching the right audiences. So it really does help us to show up every week and keep creating content to you guys for free. And it really does take like two seconds to do so. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you check out Boss in Heels TV on YouTube where I post videos and other content which you aren't able to get on the podcast or on any of of my other social channels or websites. So make sure that you check out those couple of things and let us know if you are enjoying the show. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Boston Hills underscore. I always love seeing your beautiful posts about the podcast and what in particular you enjoy about listening to this podcast. I really am so touched by the beautiful mentions and messages that I receive as well. So thank you so much to everyone who has already taken time out to do that. I appreciate each and every one of you. So I want to get all into today's episode around how to keep criticism from killing your dreams. Criticism is something that we have all experienced in our lives at one point or another. It is part of the human experience to be on the receiving end of criticism. And I know I sure have (laughs) received criticism. I know that I have received, you know, comments from people or messages from people or judgment from people that if I listened to those people, then I probably would never have done a damn thing. (laughs) Like I never would have started Boston Hills. I never would have created the podcast. I never would have started my show, Boston Hills TV. I never would have been able to achieve the kind of success that I have in my career. I never would have done half of the things that I've done. 
And it's just like I said, it's part of the human experience. We all go through it. I certainly have. And we can certainly be criticized for just about anything. You know, we can get criticized from things like the work that we're doing to, you know, the relationship that we're in, to the friendships that we keep, to the clothes that we choose to wear, the color or style of our hair, um, how we spend our time. Uh, certainly now, and especially in 2021, I've seen people really get criticized for speaking up about something that they feel passionate about. And we really need to stop this cancel culture. It's just, it's just not on. And I think that everyone should be entitled to their views so long as they are respectful, so long as they're not harming anyone or anything along the way, we should be open to receiving, you know, feedback or um, the views of other people without it letting us be affected and letting us be so just, yeah, just so opinionated about other people's thoughts and opinions and experiences. And I think that some people try to take other people's opinions or experiences away from them, which is just crazy because, it's that person's experience and they're entitled to have their own experience just as much as you're entitled to have your own experience. And if you don't like someone's views, that's fine. You know, there's an unfollow button for a reason. But I've certainly seen more criticism, especially online and especially within, you know, friendship groups and work groups and relationships more this year than I ever have. And that's why I felt like it was really kind of a timely opportunity to really talk about this and how to navigate it. And I love this quote by Aristotle. And he once said that there is only one way to avoid criticism. Do something, say nothing, and be nothing. And the ironic thing about that quote is even if you do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing, someone will still criticize you for doing nothing. (laughs) So the point that I'm trying to make is that it is unavoidable. And if you're going to be criticized irrespective of what you do or what you don't do, then you may as well do what you want to do. You may as well live your life according to your own wishes and wants and I know that from my personal experience, like, let me tell you a story. I remember that there was a period in my life where I had to make certain decisions about a particular event and who I was going to invite to this particular event. And I tried to do everything to try and accommodate people, to try and attend to people's needs and requests and wishes and wants. And the thing that I found through this experience is that no matter what I did, someone had something to say about it and <laughs> not in a good way. And in that moment, in, it dawned on me that I can't continue to please other people because if I keep trying to please other people, I'm not pleasing them and I sure as hell am not pleasing myself. So I may as well just go ahead and do what I want to do, so long as I'm not harming anyone, so long as I know that my intent is good, then I'm good. And I can, you know, live with myself and I can, you know, go to sleep at night knowing that I'm a genuinely good human being. And 
I really wanted to share that because it's, it just goes to show that it is so unavoidable even when you're trying your hardest to to avoid it. And so the first thing that I wanted to share in terms of how to keep criticism from killing your dreams is to recognize that you are not alone. As human beings, we often fall into the trap of thinking that our problems are unique to ourselves. So we often think that no one else has gone through the kinds of things that we're going through. And the ironic thing about this thought is that it could not be further from the truth. We actually face remarkably similar problems and challenges as human beings. Sometimes it just dressed up or disguised differently, but they're variations of the same thing. And so there's so many people in history, it has proven time and time again that people who refuse to let criticism from killing their dreams are the ones who really prevail. So whether it is the Beatles, so they were rejected by multiple record labels Some notable responses which they received were guitar groups are on the way out and the Beatles have no future in show business. If we go to Vincent van Gogh, he was not only verbally criticised, however, he was actually shunned for his work and he only managed to sell one painting throughout the entire course of his lifetime. But he didn't let that public shunning or scrutiny prevent him from doing this work that has continued to live on for years and years and years before his human you know, after his human existence. Um, JK Rowling, I love this example because she actually received a letter while she was seeking to be published that claimed that children just aren't interested in witches and wizards anymore. And had she listened to all of the criticism that she had received over the course of her career, she would not have gone on to write what is the most successful children's book series of all time and also leading her to become the first and I think only uh, female billionaire author ever. Let that sit with you for a moment. I'm just going to give two more examples because I really just want to drill and, and hone in on this point that you are not alone in receiving criticism. And Marilyn Monroe, she was told by a modeling agency that you better get secretarial work or get married because apparently she was not good for anything else. Henry Ford was told that the horse is here to stay, but the automobile is a novelty and a fad. Imagine that. And if these individuals, these wildly accessible individuals who have literally made history, they would not have been gone on to becoming the the artists, the authors, the performers, the inventors or the change makers that we know today. And so recognize that criticism comes When you try to do just about anything, you are not alone. And often people are just projecting their own insecurities onto you. People are often triggered 
by the things that you're trying to do because it reminds them and brings up for them and holds up a mirror for them that they aren't doing the things that they know they should be doing. And by observing and seeing someone else doing it, it triggers their own insecurity and feeling of lack. So when you are faced by someone criticizing you, realizing that it is not because that person is necessarily intentionally trying to harm you or keep you small, though that could very well be the reason as well. But sometimes it's just actually a brutal reminder of the things that they wish they could be doing that they can't be doing or won't be willing to do. And recognizing that you're not alone in this, recognizing that it's just a part of the human experience and not paying attention to those people and choosing to just push past it is what will allow people to achieve greatness versus those who will just give up or not start in the first place. So that leads me to point number two, which is choosing how you will respond to it. Choose how you will respond to criticism because just by showing those few examples, it's apparent that criticism isn't something that can be controlled. It is a fact of life. It's something that we must all learn to deal with. However, whilst we cannot necessarily control criticism from occurring, we can't, you know, control what people are going to say or what's going to come out of their mouths. We can control how we choose to respond to it. And so here are some suggestions and here are some strategies that you can adopt or you can apply in your life. So feel free to make a mental note of these. Feel free to write these down um, or just kind of bookmark this part of the episode and come back to it when you feel like you need some strategies on how to respond to criticism. So if you are on the receiving end of verbal criticism, so if someone is having a conversation with you and perhaps you're sharing an idea with them around an idea or a business or something that you want to do, and they're not someone that you actually want the opinion from, you know, there's a difference between getting constructive feedback and just pure criticism. One of those things there could actually be value and merit in. And the other thing is just simply shutting you down and putting you down. And so a way that you can respond to this is saying something along the lines of, thank you for sharing your view on X, you know, insert the the word, the the business idea, the, the book idea, the blog, the podcast, you know, whatever. I appreciate your feedback. However, you know, enter the alternate thing, you know, the, the way that I've decided to land on this idea or um, the book title that I've chosen to roll with or whatever, you know, it feels more closely aligned to my brand, my vision, my goals, the direction I want to take this in, etc. So thank you for your feedback. However, this is what I'm doing. And at the end of the day, if it's your life, it's it's your choice, it's your decision. If it comes to something like social media comments and social media messages and you feel like you are someone who is um, either scared of receiving criticism online or you are receiving criticism online, 
there's a couple of things you can do. So you can either, you know, choose to not read the comments at all, which I know is easier said than done, or you can implement some type of block and delete policy. So for example, if someone is just like attacking you for your for no reason, if someone is attacking your ideas or your character and bringing you down, then there is no reason why you have to give that person any airtime, any space on your page. You know why? Because it is your page. And sometimes what I have found, and I haven't had a lot of criticism online, to be honest, and I don't know why, I'm sure that that will come at some point, but on LinkedIn, I've received criticism for people that were just so out of line and had no idea what they were even talking about to the point that this person made himself look like such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) and ended up deleting his comments anyway because he realized he was so wrong and he just embarrassed himself. And he was claiming to be someone who worked with like CEOs and a coach to executives. And it's like, my God, like if that is how you're showing up online and if that's how you are acting and therefore teaching your clients, then good luck (laughs) to you because that is so unacceptable. And, you know, I've had a couple of things like that happen, but For the most part, you know, I've got a beautiful community of people that, you know, only really shares positivity on my page. But what I have decided to implement um, is a, a delete and block policy. So if someone comes on my page, I treat it like the same way that they are showing up in my home. And I would not allow someone to come into my own, my own home, into my personal space and to start attacking me like that. I would show them the door and I would tell them that they're never allowed to come back. (laughs) And so why are we any different online? Why would we let someone troll our page like that? And so if someone is just being completely nasty and rude and out of line, then just have a block and delete policy and be unapologetic about it. You don't have to waste your time engaging. You don't have to spend your valuable time and energy trolling the trolls. You cannot lower your standards to them because these people are keyboard warriors. This is how they spend their time. Unfortunately, it's a very sad reality that people feel the need to pull other people down in order to elevate themselves and in order to fill their own inadequacies and make them feel more important or special than they actually are. And rather than them actually putting in that effort into doing something productive or doing something positive with their lives, they sit there and they sit behind these, you know, these screens and they just troll and, you know, track people down and try and pull down people that are doing, you know, great things. And there's this great quote by Brené Brown and she talks about it and it's a, um, and it's also, there's a, um, Franklin Roosevelt. I'm really sorry if I, Theodore Roosevelt, I knew I was getting that wrong. (laughs) 
<laughs> Theodore Roosevelt quote around the man in the arena and basically like the person who is actually willing to step into the arena is the person that is commendable, the, the person that's actually being brave and the person that's willing to kind of put their armor down and reveal themselves and show up in that way, not the person sitting on the sidelines. And so if you are someone who is in the arena, if you are actually being brave and vulnerable and putting yourself out there, you should only listen to the opinions of people that are out there in the arena with you. They're the people that knows that know what it feels like, that are willing to put themselves there. Not the people that are sitting in the audience that it's just easy to sit and criticize. Those people haven't earned the right to give you the feedback. And the other thing is that you rarely get criticized from anyone. Actually, you pretty much never get criticized from anyone doing, you know, more than you or better than you. You're only ever getting criticized from people that are doing less than you. And don't forget that it's a really important point And it's so true because people that are doing more than you know what it takes and they know how hard it is to do the things that you're doing. The people that are criticizing you are the people that are wishing and wanting deep down that they could be doing the things that they're doing, that you're doing, but they're too scared to do it. And therefore they've got no validity in terms of their feedback. Their feedback isn't valid because they've never walked in your shoes. So don't listen to people who are not doing the kinds of things that you're doing or that you want to be doing. And when it comes to criticism from friends or family or loved ones or other people in your life, be really careful with who you listen to. And I had to really learn this as a bit of a life lesson that you can't just accept criticism or feedback from people who aren't living the life that you want to be living, that aren't doing the kinds of things that you want to be doing. Listen to feedback and ask for feedback from a few people whose opinion you really trust, who are already doing the kinds of things that you want to be doing, who are already in a similar position to where you want to be in the next one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years time from now. They're the people whose opinion actually matters. And so anyone else, even though it could be well-meaning advice from well-meaning family and friends, they may actually unintentionally be projecting on you. And I have experienced this firsthand. I have experienced well-meaning family or friends who have projected their insecurities onto me because I'm doing the things that they wish they could be doing, but they're too afraid to do. And I've learned to block out that and treat it like white noise. And there's people that I've actually said, thank you for sharing your feedback. However, I'm not actually going to listen to you in regards to this, this, and this. You're not someone whose opinion I'm going to take when it comes to these types of decisions in my life. Thank you very much. And I've basically shut down the conversation. And I know that that might sound really brutal, but sometimes it's necessary because you have to take a stance. And when someone tries to push their opinions, push their criticism onto you, and it's not welcome, and it's not someone whose advice I actually want, then you have to shut it down or politely say thank you, no thank you. Um, so number two is to choose how you are going to respond to the criticism. 
The third way that you can keep criticism from killing your dreams is to live life for yourself and not for others. One thing that I've learned is that criticism can be completely debilitating. It can railroad us. It can prevent us from doing the things that we want to do. It can prevent us from living the life that we are capable of living. And I know that it may sound easier than done, but start actually thinking about this. Start maybe as a journal prompt, you know, how you can start to live life more for yourself and less for others. And that doesn't mean that you should stop caring about the people in your life or that you shouldn't value people's opinions. It's not about that. It's about living a life that is authentically true to you. And I don't know about you, but I find people that are living so on purpose, people who are living unapologetically according to themselves, e.g., you know, the Ariana Huffingtons of the world, e.g., the Tony Robbins of the world, the Gary V's of the world, these people who were achieving extraordinary things and achieving greatness in this world. Do you think that Oprah is sitting there and attending to the opinions and needs and criticism of other people? Or do you think that she has built in strategies to learn to block out all the noise and block out all the haters? (laughs) She's actually spoken about this before and she's actually spoken about how she has been able to overcome these people-pleasing tendencies. And for so much of her life, she was a people-pleaser and she would attend to the opinions and the requests and the demands of other people until she realized that no matter what she did, it was never enough. And there was no point because she wasn't living a life that was authentic to her. And if you look at someone like her now, she is so on purpose. She is so authentic. Like there is no need for her to keep working and and making money. Like she's got plenty of money. She's not doing it because of the money. She's doing it because this is her life's purpose. And if she listened to every little bit of criticism along the way, she wouldn't be doing the kinds of things that she's doing now. So I want to implore each of you to start taking action, to start really thinking about how you can start living a life that is true to you and asking yourself the question, you know, what does my authentic life look like? If I was living completely authentically and true to me, what would my life look like? What would my day look like? How would I be spending my time? Who would I be spending my time with? What kinds of things would I be concerned with? What kinds of decisions would I be making? And really start asking yourself these really, really good questions and allowing yourself to think about what a life for yourself looks like. And one way that you can start doing this is by shifting your day so that you actually start spending the first part of your day on you for you. And I do this in my own life. So if you haven't listened to my previous episodes on morning routines and how I set my day up for success, then I encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes because that sets the tone for my day And all of those little incremental things that I do sets the tone for my life. 
And all of those little daily decisions really do compound over time like interest. And for me, starting my day by thinking about, you know, how I can invest in myself, taking care of myself first before I'm attending to anyone else. So I spend the first couple of hours of the day on me, for me. I'm filling up my own cup. I'm doing the things that fill up my soul and give me a sense of fulfillment, give me self-care, give me a feeling that I'm important in my own life and that I'm my priority and that in order to be able to do the things that I want to do that I have to start putting myself first and it's not selfish it's necessary because if you want to be good to other people you have to be you must be good to yourself first you can't pour from an empty cup you can't give to others what you don't have yourself and so it's really start start time it's i should rephrase that it is time to start living your life for you. It's time for you to shine. It's start for you, time for you to start doing the life-changing, passionate things that light you up, that give you that sense of joy and fulfillment, things that are going to help you to realize your dreams, your goals, your aspirations. And if you never take that first step forward, then you'll never move forward. You know, you'll always stay in the same place. And so start by living your life for yourself and start by making yourself a priority every single day. And when you do that for yourself every day, you'll start to realize that you're worth it. You start to really recognize your own value and your own self-worth. And that inspires and encourages other decisions to be made throughout the course of your day where you're putting yourself first and you're putting your goals first and you're starting to live more for you and less for other people. And that's not to say that you can't be a good partner, a good mother, a good husband, a good wife, a good friend, a good colleague, a good business owner, a boss, entrepreneur, whatever. It actually makes you a better one because you are looking after yourself and then you are able to give more to the people around you. And I know from personal experience my God, do I give a lot to people all day, every day. I'm showing up with so much energy. I'm showing up. I'm dealing with people's problems. I'm dealing with complex issues. I'm working through people challenges. I'm working through things at a massive scale. And I couldn't do those things if I wasn't looking after myself because I would have nothing to give. And so it is not selfish. It is necessary to give to yourself first and learning to live for yourself and not for others. And it also then inspires other people to do the same because when you start living a life that is authentic to you, then you start giving the permission to other people to start living a life that is authentic to them. And that is a really beautiful and really powerful thing. And I feel like that is one of the biggest and most blessed gifts that you could give to someone else is helping inspire or empower or giving them the permission to live their truth and live a life that is authentic to them. So just to summarize the three key steps that you can take to keep criticism from killing your dreams. Number one, 
recognize that you are not alone. Number two is choose how you will respond to the criticism. We can't control criticism, but we can control how we respond and react to it. And thirdly, you start to live your life for yourself and not for other people, not for the expectations of other people. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it inspires you to block out the noise and to go for it and to do what feels right for you, to go with your gut instinct and your intuition and learn how to hone in on that irrespective of what other people think and what other people are going to say. And going back to what Aristotle said, there's only one way to avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. And that is not a life that you want for yourself, and that is not a life that I want for you either. So I really hope that this episode shed some light on a topic which I know is really difficult for many of us, particularly in the age, the digital age that we're all living in, cancel culture and all of these types of things, but it doesn't matter. And those people that really value you and value the work that you put out will find you and they're the people that you're talking to. They're your people and really just learning to hone in on the people that you are providing value to rather than the people that are criticizing you and really blocking out that noise. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you found this episode beneficial and if you're going to implement or think about any of these practices which we've talked about today then take a screenshot tag me on instagram at boston hills share this episode with a friend loved one someone in your network who you think will enjoy or benefit from listening to this episode and make sure you hit that subscribe rate and review and check me out on YouTube at um, Boston Hills TV. So thank you so much to each of you for listening. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boston Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossonheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes.